0: And the people are most messed up in their walk with Christ. They've got thoughts going everywhere, and there's nothing's held captive. They allow all this stuff to come in. They never take God's Word and say, no, that's not true. They don't allow God's Word to contradict those false thoughts and to confront those. The battle's in the mind, and we need to believe what God says.
1: Welcome to this Monday edition of Equipping the Saints, Equipping the Saints is a daily radio outreach from Equipping Bible Church in Greer, South Carolina. And our teacher is Greg Lundstedt, pastor of Equipping Bible Church. And Greg, we've taken the past two broadcasts to reveal some of the truth concerning our adversary, the devil. And today, you're going to continue that message.
0: Yes, Dave. Today, we're going to continue our look and expose Satan for who he really is and what he does. But it's not our desire in any way to... Turn our focus on Him. Our focus is to be on Christ, but yet we want to know what God says about Him in the Scriptures. Today we're going to see His tactics exposed from the truth of the Word of God, and that's going to help us prepare ourselves to withstand those attacks all in the context of trusting Christ. And scripture is clear we're in a battle and that battle is won or lost in the mind. So today we're going to talk about how the Lord enables us to stand firm in such a fierce battle. Our text is Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 12.
1: We'll be sure to stay with us for the end of today's broadcast. Greg will join us in studio with some practical application and I'll also be back with information on how you can obtain messages from the series for your own library. Now, let's join Greg for today's teaching.
0: For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. There you go. He's trusting the Lord, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. From the evil one, that's where it's ultimately coming from. You see here, we have the reality that although... Satan is our enemy. It does come through his minions, those who are held captive, as Paul would say to Timothy, to do his will. Those who have not been saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ, those who have given Satan a place, whatever it might be. First Thessalonians chapter two, Paul says, For we wanted to come to you, yet I more than once, yet Satan thwarted us. He thwarted them through people. Yet that's not our enemy. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, we see that Paul was concerned for the faith of these Thessalonians. He was concerned that Satan would have gotten to them through people persecuting them. Let me read this to you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 4. For indeed, when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction. And so it came to pass, as you know, for this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. That's the important part for fear that the tempter might have tempted you and our labor would be in vain. But Timothy has now come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and your love and that you're always thinking kindly of us. So then the face of our struggle against Satan often comes in the context of men and men and women, right? But also, hey, we can get tempted really easily on our own with no one around, right? I mean, I think more often than not, it's those temptations that come across our minds. We give way to worldly thoughts. We have temptations. We are to resist the devil. God says no temptation has come upon you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful to provide a way of escape that we might endure it. Remember, Satan is the tempter. He's a tempter. And if he's going to tempt Jesus, he's going to tempt his people, right? He's going to do that also. So then, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but notice who it's against. Back in our passage, verse 12 against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Man, that's a group of bad, bad, evil things, right? Bad, evil, spiritual dudes, right? Our struggle is against the rulers. It's against the powers. It's against the world forces of this darkness, right? Yet, remember, greater is he who is in you than he is in the world. God is greater. Christ is greater than all these forces, all these wicked orders, and I'm not going to go through and talk about the demonic classifications here, but Christ is far above these things. Christ is far above. You see, Satan is crafty, and he is deceptive, and he has a whole group of his minions working out his will, even using mankind also. And here, as we see, they're wicked, and they are powerful. We have no strength against them in our own. We have no strength Therefore, we must be strong in the Lord. So then, with that in mind, we need to understand where Christ is in reference to these forces. Earlier in chapter 1 of Ephesians, he is far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion among every name that is named, not only in this age, but the age to come. Christ is far above. That's why we need to be strong in Christ. He is far above Satan and his minions who are behind those who would be attacking us, behind the attacks, And we know that it is the Lord Jesus Christ who brought about Satan's doom as prophesied in Genesis chapter 3. Let me read this for you, Genesis 3, verse 14. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and the dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. The Lord Jesus, Eve's seed, would bring the blow that would destroy Satan. And although Satan would bruise him on the heel, God would use the cross to bring about Satan's defeat as Christ Jesus defeated death and sin on the cross. We know that through the death of Christ, Satan's doom was sealed. Turn to Colossians chapter 2. And you see, we need to know how great and awesome our God is, and we need to remember that, and that's what Nehemiah kept reminding them, how great and awesome their God was, because our enemy is a pretty big enemy. But we can stand firm in Christ if we choose to do so. God commands us to do so. If we trust him, we will stand firm. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, And when you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven all our transgressions. Amen. Having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us which were hostile to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. The cross brought Satan's defeat. He triumphed over Satan and his minions on the cross. They are defeated 1 John 3.8, the one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And folks, God makes it really clear the future for Satan and his minions. It's very clear. Matthew 25.41, then he will say to those in his left, depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels, folks. Revelation 20, verse 10, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. And to encourage the Romans, Paul says this. He says in Romans 16, 19, For the report of your obedience has reached all, therefore I'm rejoicing over you. But I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. He's a defeated foe. He has a short leash. And greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And yet we are vulnerable to his attacks if we do not, as we will see, become firm in Christ, stand firm in him by trusting in him completely. So then... We have an enemy ultimately defeated, yet doesn't let up. He's scheming all the time. We have a struggle, a spiritual struggle, and sometimes we just forget that, and we just let these bombs fly across our bow. We let the thoughts just cruise right through our minds. We need to be on the alert. We need to be watchful. So how can we stand against such a powerful foe? Well, back to what we saw in the beginning. We must find our strength in the Lord finally verse 10 chapter 6 be strong in the lord and the strength of his might put on the full armor of god that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil first we must be in the lord you got to be a believer if you haven't been delivered from darkness you have no ability to stand firm because you are in the domain of darkness you're in satan's domain but god is gracious if you turn to christ and you trust in him for forgiveness of sins, you will be delivered from that domain into the kingdom of his beloved son. You need to be in Christ. So here he says, first of all, finally be strong in the Lord. The term finally here speaks of as to the rest. Be strong or be continually strengthened in the Lord. Let the Lord strengthen you all the time. The verb is in a passive voice. It means that we are a recipient of the action. We are not strengthening ourselves in the Lord. We are allowing Him to strengthen us. Be strong in the Lord. Continually allow yourself to be strengthened in the Lord and in, in dunamo, to be given the ability to be strong. Philippians chapter four talks about that. It says here, I can do all things through Christ who endunimos me. He strengthens me. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.12, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, putting me into service. Paul writes, we are to be strong in the Lord. Continually allow him to strengthen you. He says here in the Lord and the strength of his might, the kratos, inherent power and might, inherent power and, and outward manifestation is the first word, and inherent power the strength of his might. And notice how Paul speaks about this strength working in us. Turn back to chapter 3 of Ephesians for a moment. And this is where we need the strength. Philippians 3, verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. That's what we need to be. Our inner man strengthened. We need to be strengthened in the Lord. Continually allow yourself to be strengthened. Well, how do I do that? How do I do that? I recognize that apart from him, I can do nothing. I recognize and trust in him for my strength. The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust in him. I rely on him. We saw this earlier to be on the alert for our adversary the devil prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour but resist him firm in the faith i allow god's word to permeate my heart and i trust in the god of the word and i am strengthened i believe what he has said we see this with nehemiah he believed that god was awesome and great and that he would as we'll see fight for us he believed that the battle is the lord's we heard that song earlier I believe it, I trust him, and I rely on him. And we recognize that when we are weak, then he is strong. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8, Paul is wanting this thorn to be removed. He prayed three times, and this is the answer. Concerning this, I entreated the Lord three times that it might depart from me, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient, for power is perfected in weakness. Be strong in the Lord, that means I'm going to give it over to him. I'm not adequate. But I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe what you said. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm not going to think and try to get through this with my own wisdom. I'm going to trust you. That's how we're strong in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We see his power is perfected in weakness. We're not adequate to consider anything that's coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So how am I strengthened in the Lord? I'm relying on him. I'm resting in him. I'm trusting in him. I'm believing what he has said. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. You see, God is a good God. He is a good God, and he desires us to rely on him, to trust in his son Jesus. And when Jesus is relied upon, God is exalted. He is glorified. You see, apart from trusting in Christ, we're going to fail. We see later on the shield of faith extinguishes every firing missile. Everything aimed at you will be extinguished if you trust the Lord. Believe what he has said. So we have a serious battle. It's in the minds, as we'll see, but a serious battle. And we need to, first of all, allow ourselves to be strengthened. We need to get our strength from the Lord alone. Trust in him. And then notice, we need to clothe our hearts and minds with his truth as we finish up here. Yes, you can trust the Lord. I think there's people who say they trust the Lord, but they have no idea what he said. They have no idea how his word applies to their circumstances, and they get tossed to and fro or whatever it might be. But not only do we trust in the Lord, we believe specifically what he has said, and we apply his word rightly. We clothe ourselves with his truth. Verse 10, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord, the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God. The battle is for our thoughts. That's where the battle rages. Even where we see these guys attacking from the outside and sharing slanderous things and Nehemiah, the battle still in the thoughts. It's still whether you trust the Lord or not, or whether you will yield and give up, whether you'll yield and become self-focused or self-pity, whatever it might be, rather than trusting the Lord. You see, we see in 2 Corinthians chapter. 10 verse 3, the apostle Paul in responding to the Corinthians who had bought into the lies of the false teachers concerning Paul. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, 2 Corinthians 10 3, we do not war according to the flesh. For our weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You know, I find it amazing the people that people are most messed up in their walk with Christ. They've got thoughts going everywhere, and there's nothing held captive. They allow all this stuff to come in. They never take God's word and say, no, that's not true. They don't allow God's word to contradict those false thoughts and to confront those. The battle's in the mind. And we need to believe what God says, and we need to strengthen ourselves with his power, but we need to believe what he has said and put on, as we will see, the full armor of God. And the full armor of God is, as we're going to see, it's God's truth concerning us in Christ. We don't have enough time to study this. We'll get to it maybe some other time, but let's just take a look at this full armor here, okay? just briefly go through it, and I want to make a couple points. I'm not going to talk about every element but I think we'll gain understanding what it means. Chapter 6, verse 13, Therefore, do you tattoo? Because we're in a spiritual battle, we have a foe. Therefore, take up the form of God, that you may be able to resist in the evil day, having done everything to stand firm. It says here, stand firm, therefore, what? And there's three participles here. Having girded, verse 14, end of 14, having put on. Verse 15, having shod. They're all past participles. It's something that's already done, but it still affects you. It's already done. Stand firm having had these things already happen. The first three are already done. So he says here first of all, having girded your loins with what? Truth, right? It's foundational. Paul's probably sitting next to a Roman soldier looking at the way he's dressed, thinking, of Spirit, It's probably the spirit's a good metaphor for how we clothe ourselves with that which protects us from attacks? girding your loins with truth. We saw that truth is foundational back earlier. The truth is in Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by Him. Jesus said in John 17, 17, Thy word is truth. Sanctify them in Thy word. Thy word is truth, right? Psalm, Psalm 19, nineteen one nineteen. the sum of Thy word is truth. Continually renew your mind with the truth. Confront the air that you're tempted with with the truth. Put on the former of God. You got the truth. Gird yourself with it. You already got it, right? Gird yourself with it. Then he says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. That's the gift that we walk in. It's God's righteousness. He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Remember, in Christ you are righteous as Satan accuses you You recognize, like we see in 1 John 2, that these things have been written that you may not sin. But if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We are righteous because of Christ. And then he talks about having shod, it's already done, your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's the result of the gospel. We live in the context of peace. We walk in the context of peace that was brought through the gospel. We have peace with God. And we are those with beautiful feet that bring that gospel truth to others. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. So renew your mind with the things that have already happened. His truth, his righteousness, everything is centered around his truth. It gathers everything together. His righteousness, protect your heart and walk in the context of peace with God. And then notice what he says here. In addition to all, now do this actively. Taking up, present, continually, habitually, the shield of faith. Pick it up and believe what God said, right? Believe what he said, and it will extinguish every fiery missile. You believe what God says, and Satan cannot get to you. All his attacks, they're extinguished. Take up the helmet of salvation. Guard your mind and your heart with the hope of salvation you have. What do we have? We have a tremendous, the hope of our calling, this tremendous truth, Focus on that in your heart and mind. And then lastly, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We are carrying our swords. We are allowing God's Word to permeate our hearts. We're believing it continually. We're applying His Word, and this is all in the context of prayer. Put on the full armor of God. You know, when's the last time you went to the grocery store with just your pants on? We get dressed. We put on the form of God. Recognize the truth of what God has done. Don't leave yourself vulnerable. Have God's word ready in your heart. Believe what he has said. Protect your mind with the truth. Remember what God has said. Listen to what Paul says to the Romans in Romans chapter 13. He says, And do this, knowing the time is already the hour for you to Be awakened from sleep, for salvation is nearer than when we believed. The night is almost gone, the day is at hand. Let us therefore lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not carousing in drunkenness, not sexual promiscuity, sensuality, not in strife or jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regards to its lusts. Put on these truths. Clothe yourself with Christ. Believe what he said. Satan can't get to you. Be strengthened in the Lord and the strength of might. Yes, he'll shoot you. He'll go through trouble, but he cannot take you down. Greater is he who is in you than he is in the world. This is how we defend against the onslaught of the physical realities of those coming at us, whether it's through their words or whether it's physically and through Satan attacking us and tempting us In our minds. And those temptations come from all around, right? All around. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Renew your mind with his truth. Do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember how Jesus responded to the temptation. It is written. So, how can we be victorious in this intense spiritual struggle? First of all, remember we're in a struggle against a very formidable foe. Uh, Satan and his minions, right? It's not against flesh and blood. Therefore, we need to be continually strengthened in the Lord. Allow yourself to be strong in Him. And lastly, we must clothe ourselves with His truth and believe it.
1: If you've just joined us, you've been listening to Equipping the Saints with Greg Lundstead. You can hear today's message again by visiting our website, etsradio.org. That's etsradio.org. CDs of today's message or other messages are available at our website as well. And as a part of the ministry of Equipping the Saints, all our audio resources are available at no cost to you. Thanks to the Lord's provision through the faithful support of friends of this broadcast. To order your complimentary CD, call us toll-free, 1-800-596-9144. That's 800-596-9144. If you prefer to request your complimentary CD by email, our email address is contact at etsradio.org. And Greg, in the few moments that we have left in today's broadcast, if Satan is a defeated foe and if I'm saved and in a right relationship with the Lord, do I really need to worry about him?
0: You know, Dave, that's a really good question. And the answer is yes. Satan is a defeated foe, but yet we still need to be on guard. Because although he was completely defeated at the cross, he still is actively opposing God and his people. And until the Lord crushes him completely when he meets his ultimate end in torment in the lake of fire forever and ever, until that point, we have a foe that actively comes against God and his people. Right now, his power is limited and his ultimate end is sure. But until that time, he prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So as a true believer, we need to recognize that God has warned us concerning the enemy of our soul, and he has revealed in scripture how we can stand firm in Christ. Brother and sister, we need to know the word of God. We need to trust Jesus Christ in the context of this temporal battle. And brother and sister, God is faithful to strengthen us and protect us from the enemy of our soul.
1: As we close today's broadcast, here's an important message from our teacher, Greg Lundstedt.
0: Hi, this is Greg Lundstedt, and it is my great privilege to study and teach the Word of God and to share it with you each day on this radio station. And as you listen, I want to ask you this question. Has equipping the saints been a blessing to you? If so, would you prayerfully consider coming alongside us financially You see, your financial partnership with us is so appreciated. So on behalf of the team here at Equipping the Saints, we want to praise our Lord and thank you for your prayers and financial support.
1: Well, thanks, Greg. Now, to partner with us, call us toll-free 1-800-596-9144. That's 800-596-9144. Or if you prefer to send a gift online, our web address is etsradio.org. Well, we hope you make plans to join us again right here for another edition of Equipping the Saints.